What's going on, everyone? It's yours truly, Michael Clark, on the Michael Clark Podcast. Today is January 26, 2020. <sighs> uh, just staying strong. Then my podcast is really for me to just vent. And uh, get feelings out. And obviously get my opinions on uh, sporting topics. Because that's the industry that I'm trying to get in. Uh, but this one is probably the, for sure the hardest. The hardest podcast. I've done to this day, of course, in my my brief tenure. It's my brief tenure, excuse me. Uh, yeah, Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna Bryant they passed away this morning over in Calabasas in a helicopter, and it's a crazy situation all around. Um, I still haven't wrapped my head around it. Um, I just, I just feel saddened. Um, first off, as a father, before just being a fan, genuinely, of course, I'm a fan first, growing up, of Kobe, and then becoming um, a father, you, you get a different sense of urgency and a different sense of level of compassion and and love. You know, Kobe has. He has all daughters. He has multiple kids, and as they always say, you have to. You can get a daughter. You got to get a little softer. Um. But this one hits home for that main reason, man. You know, I I can get into all the other accolades later on, for sure. But just wrapping my head around this, it's mind blowing. Um. I kind of thought this was some type of, like, little hoax, honestly. I really did. I thought this was some hoax. I didn't think this was... I didn't think this was real, you know. And obviously, this is, you know, a day. Not even a full day. This is less than 24 hours after LeBron had passed Kobe on the all-time scoring list. It's just... It's something else, man. You know, of course, hats off to LeBron for accomplishing such a feat in that notion. And they're they're still well on their way to getting their next NBA championship. You know, they're they're still on their way, absolutely without a doubt. They they may have to make a few adjustments, but back to the the you know the subject at hand. It's a it's a sad day, man. I woke up this morning. I had a beautiful evening last night with my family. Celebrating the hundredth anniversary of my uncle's uh church. It was a nice it was a nice scenery at over at the uh the Proverb over in um I guess you could say Los Angeles slash El Segundo slash Hawthorne. Really you can say like Hawthorne in the LA area. And you know, speaking of my, my, my really um poeta, you know, his real name Shane, but I was speaking to Shane 
And, you know, we both had, you know, we're kind of within dismay because of the outcome of the Laker game yesterday. We basically got beat by Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris. They're a, one, or a two-man wrecking crew. But, um, you know, and what I really want to get to at the core of all this is that Kobe was Los Angeles. We saw this man go from a teenager to a, a grown man, a family man. The Colorado incident, it never got swept under the rug. Kobe was playing for his life. I know Dave Chappelle came out and made the whole little, uh, it was within his standard routine. You know, Chappelle basically uh, said, uh, you know, Kobe was born for his life. It's going 40, 50, whatever the case may be. He was, he was playing for his life, literally, man. You know, he faced humility. You know, he um, he accepted what he had done. The humility it brought to him and his wife's name. Because y'all got to keep in mind, him and Vanessa got married at a young age. Y'all got to keep that in mind. So not only, like, she has to deal with that, the fact that, you know, Kobe stepped out. But that whole press conference, them being put in that position... You know, not, not many people be be built for that, you know? At least for the people that truly do care about being in a committed relationship. But I, I just think, you know, whether you believe me, you know, believe in monogamy or not, I don't really care. That's, that's just it. But the point that I'm trying to say is he went through a lot, man. I mean, yeah, his father did play in the NBA. He's a you know son of a basketball player. Um, but just putting everything in perspective, he moved overseas. Obviously, it's well known that he speaks. He spoke, excuse me, he spoke six different languages. I believe so. I didn't even know he spoke Slovenian until he saw Luka Doncic. Man, that guy was a um, that guy was something else, man. It's just like I said, man. I've been crying ever since like noon. Judge me or not. I I I I was damn near in tears, even though I was I was arguing with my girl at the time when Kobe um retired his last game. You know I did see the ending of it, but even then it was just emotional because for anyone that's played sports or just loves sports, period. When you're connected with a team, a brand, or um or an individual, like when they lose, you lose. When Kobe tore his Achilles, when he I saw him crying. I'm an emotional man. I wear my heart on my sleeve. You know, I'm not afraid to admit that. But when I saw Kobe crying, I'll never forget that. I knew I knew something happened, man. He said he heard a pop. Bam. Achilles pop. Game over. That was the last that we saw of Kobe. And by the way, he was giving Klay Thompson buckets and he was giving Musclehead Harrison Barnes buckets. And Harrison Barnes, if I ever see you in person, it's all love. You do got a, a swole head, man. Your head probably benched 225 pounds. But to get back to the main topic, Kobe, man, legendary career, the greatest Laker of all time, easily. I know many people might want to say Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I understand what he did for the team, man. Y'all can say Magic. I know what Magic did, man. But this man put in 20 years. You can't knock that. You can't disrespect that. He put in 20 years. The man put in 20 plus years. 
he put in a dub. I just remember Kobe playing with a broken thumb. Matter of fact, I'm going to rewind it. Y'all remember when Kobe hurt his right shoulder? This was back when he was still Froby uh, Kobe. He had the pajama pants and bro was warming up and he was shooting around with his left hand. Oh my gosh, man. I just feel like Kobe was the perfect microcosm of today's NBA and the NBA when Jordan left. Well, the first time he left. No, no, excuse me. The second time he left. Yep, that's perfect. The second time he left. And I just feel as if, you know, it's just one of those things where he was, like I say, he was just the perfect overall mess. When I first started watching them, you know, he was out here trying to cross cats, you know, he was just pulling up mid range, trying to get his post game on. And it's like with every year, Kobe, we saw some type of new move he did, the up and unders, um, the new addition to how he would reverse pivot, pivot up and under. Like I said, then he can even do a little dream shake stuff. He even had a little hook in his game if he needed to go to that. And my heart of hearts, and even before this tragedy happened, I believe Kobe was the most complete offensive player to ever, to ever um, grace a basketball. Some people, they might say Michael Jordan. Some people might say Kevin Durant. And, you know, we're entitled to our own opinions. And I know, I'm being honest with y'all, I'm not caught up in the moment. It's a rough time, of course. But within all the parameters, keep in mind, he had a three ball. He had a mid-range, deadly mid-range, excuse me. He had he had it all. Post-game, he knew when to bully guys down low if they're in foul trouble. He could fade away basically from the three-point line. I mean, free throws, he was clutch. You knew where the ball was going. If, we, if the Lakers was down by two or three, you knew where the rock was going. And I feel like Kobe really was the man that a lot of people go by off of analytics now. I think for sure he's the reason why, because his numbers, they might say, if you compare him to Michael's, Michael has a higher field goal percentage. He has a higher scoring average, which is true. There's no there's no non-factual evidence to lead that. But at the same time, you got to keep in mind, Kobe had a different temperament than Jordan. Jordan was the product of being overlooked and turning his rage into something that was positive. That's what Michael Jordan's whole career was essentially built off of. He got cut in JV. Everybody knows the story. Came back, got on VAR, started killing it. North Carolina, started killing Got to the Bulls, started really killing But just take a second to just really think about everything within the parameters, man. Kobe had no weakness on offense, and that's why I feel like he got to a point and keep in mind, you got y'all got to remember at 21, 22, he's averaging 28 throughout playoff runs. And that's probably the most disgusting part about it is why people slander Kobe Bryant. It's not too many cats that would have been able to fill those shoes, including LeBron James at that point in time, because LeBron couldn't really hit a jump shot. That was not his strength at that time. And I'm not trying to put him down. I know I shouldn't be, quote unquote, putting him down, but. This is why you have to keep things within context. They're different players, yes. But how many other players in NBA history at that point in time in the early 2000s 
Because you really say you could put inside of Kobe Bryant's shoes the series versus the Pacers. Shaq will tell you. Got fouled out six fouls. Things looking real struggleicious out there on the court. Kobe Bryant said, I got it. I'm going to lead us to this promised land. Shaking off Reggie Miller. Got him doing praise dances out there. Hitting free throws, hitting cuts, layups, man. Listen, I, I was already debating about making the Kobe LeBron video on YouTube. I'm, I still am once, you know, the dust settles from this ultimately. But I think at some point you really could look back at all these players, maybe within five to ten years, and you can look back and say, hey, at the peak, at just peaks. I know LeBron at his peak in Miami. I know Michael at his peak in the early 90s. But if you just go off just like as what a player can actually do, not within counting within the team aspect, they all played on bad teams, they all played on good teams. You can make a case. Kobe's probably the coldest player to ever touched touch a rock easily. He scored 81 in a game. That's the highest scoring game in modern NBA history, aside from. Will Chamberlain. And think about it, y'all. We talk more about Kobe's 81 than we do talk about Will Chamberlain's 100. I'm sorry, but it's the truth. This is an incident for sure that will take a lot of time for people to get over. You know, the Bryant family, they're... They're going to get past this, but it's it's going to take them a long time. This isn't something that you just that you just get over. Um, This is something that's real, man. They're facing a crazy reality. And for me as a man that has never met Kobe Bryant ever, nor has I even seen him in person. This just goes to show you. Sorry, guys. Like I said, I'm at the pause and get back into it. It's going to be a little messy podcast. I'm all over the place, but I'm trying to stay focused. Um, But as I said, man, for a person, a man, excuse me, that I've never met, talked to. It just goes to show the impact that um, that he had, man, on Los Angeles. Being a fan like. I really roll with this dude, man, through thick and thin. From the three championships to getting Carl Malone and GP, you know, when Fisher left, um, Shaq got traded. We got an, we got LO, we got OG Karan, Tough Juice. We got, you know, we got Young Bynum. You know, Bynum was battling Shaq. Kobe had his back, you know, but it was still kind of like somewhat love between him and Shaq just from what they accomplished. But it was still like... You know, fuck you, you left, you know what I'm saying, type thing. Like, we really saw somebody grow. And it's the same thing with LeBron, you know. On the court, I think I think Kobe got more slandered easily. But I think with this whole situation, people may end up appreciating LeBron a little bit more. Um, 
I know for sure LeBron um, is a bigger target for for just leaving Cleveland. Like that's still the stupidest reason ever. But you know, hopefully within the this as a disguise, this brings people a lot closer. You know, and people can learn. You know, and I hate to bring it up, but even with the the passing of Nipsey Hussle, you know, it brings people closer, and people can still learn to give others and their loved ones their flowers while they're here because you know time isn't isn't guaranteed and like i said this is still this is um this is still crazy for me because i remember even like um i'm at my i'm at my barber shop and i'm watching espn shopping it over my barbers and my barber mike he's always um he's it's weird he's a lakers fan but then he's a kobe guy but he's really a lebron guy he's always bigging up lebron over kobe you know, and which is fine. Opinions is, is everybody. I can't be mad at that. But I just remember even chopping up with the other Barber Chico. And I was telling him, like, man, they got AI over there um, at the pregame. And I'm like, man, why isn't Kobe over here in Philly? First thing, you know, because they always hyping up, oh, LeBron's going to pass Kobe's 18 points away. Like, all right, it's inevitable. You know, we understand. And I was just thinking, like, man, where are, like, Kobe, he's from Philly. You know, I, I, why, isn't, why isn't he at the game, you know, a baby girl watching watching LeBron make history, you know? I know when Kobe passed Mike, Mike had the video shot up for him, which is cool and all. But uh, that would have been dope, man. Kobe and AI sitting next to each other, you know? I know I know AI drove the hell out of Kobe, man, to progress for sure. And it made him better. But that just would have been just been crazy, you know, just to see all that. But, you know, obviously, you know, Kobe had his other uh, endeavors he was involved in, obviously, with Gianna's basketball, you know, at the time, her uh, future of her career. Um, like I said, man, this one, this one, this one, this one's a super L, man. That Nipsey Hussle loss was within, you know, the urban community and the, excuse me, not the urban community, within the hip-hop community and within the Los Angeles community, you know? Seeing Bloods and Crips, you know, mourning over that loss. And even the ones that didn't really couldn't show it because of, you know, you know, past indifferences between rival gangs. Just seeing how, you know, people gave respect to that. You know, this is just a, you know, and I'm not trying to compare, but, you know, within the short time, you know, L.A. knew Hipsy in the short time, even the shorter time that the world knew Hipsy Hustle, Kobe Bryant was, you know, Kobe Bryant had a bigger global impact, man. I just want y'all to keep this in mind. Kobe Bryant was LeBron's big brother, man. Not blood, not really in literal terms. In that aspect, but he was his big bro, man. You can see it on the court. You can see how they interacted with each other, how they had, you know, mutual respect for with one another. They weren't technically peers because Kobe come, came in much earlier. He almost came in seven years earlier. Yeah, came in seven years earlier than LeBron. So they weren't actually peers. They just overlapped each other, their careers. But within all this, is it's just heartbreaking. You know, prayers go out to his sisters. Um, 
his uh, father, Joe, Jelly Bean, you know, Brian, and his mother. You know, I know Kobe had his uh, some indifferences within his parents. I think it was financial things. Um, but I'm sure they came to grips with that because you didn't really hear much about that. You know, even, even now, looking at NBA TV Live and just seeing, you know, the highlights of the last game scoring 60. It's just, man, it's not even bittersweet. It's just bitter right now. At this point in time, you know, it's just bitter for me, man. It's like he passed away at 41. That's so, that's just so mind-boggling. He offered so much to the game. He put in so much to the game. And this is, you know, this was his demise. You know? I think for sure, you know, his daughter, you know, perhaps... Perhaps not gotten to the WNBA. She had the potential, you know. You know whether the genes kicked in or you know whatever the case may be. I mean, she had not only a man teaching her, but she had one of the top five players ever to grace the basketball to bring her along within that, and also be there as you know emotional foundation, psychological foundation, and you know, you know, duh, a father, you know, a father figure, her father. Not any other man, her father. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Notable players that obviously looked up to him and he had good relationships with, you know, Isaiah Thomas, not the old G. Oh, it was Isaiah Thomas, obviously, but a young Isaiah Thomas. Kyrie Irving, so I know he's taking this tough. He's not even playing. Um, I believe the game's today. He's not going to play that game or tomorrow, one or the other. You know, DeMar DeRozan, I just saw them. Then the the Spurs-Raptors, that tip-off. Both teams taking 24 seconds off. Salute to that. I know DeRozan is sick, man. You know, DeRozan comes from that umbrella, man. That dude's been wearing Kobe's for the longest. He's been open about, you know, Kobe was his idol for, for the good reason, you know. You got Paul George. Looked up to Kobe. Good relationship with him. Kawhi Leonard, you know. Kawhi, Kawhi didn't start doing these fadeaways for, you know, for for shits and giggles. You know, obviously he was signed up Jordan Brand, but Kobe was his guy through through it. Devin Booker, another Kobe guy, man. I, I see his game, and it resembles his a lot. It's just it's one of those things, man. James Hard, another L.A. guy. I looked up to Kobe a lot. Russell Westbrook, another L.A. guy looked up to Kobe a lot. It's crazy, man. He's he's legit the only other man that could be compared to Jordan. Obviously, his game compares with him a lot, but in the same token, he was he wasn't even really a he was a remix. I guess you could say Kobe was a remix, but. Mike Mike didn't have that three ball and he didn't have that handle like Kobe had. He didn't have that range. That wasn't, you know, the the that wasn't the main factor at that point in time back then. You know, he wasn't as athletically gifted as LeBron or as Michael Jordan, but he still was an above average athlete, for sure. But he was something else, man. He's you know he's he's never gonna be forgotten about. He's a living. He was a living legend. Excuse me. You know this was his time. Unfortunately, you know my hearts go out to the other families that were also in the 
in that plane crash. It's just it's just one of those things why of course when people some people die, you just ask why. It hurts, man. It hurts. You know? And it's it's so surreal. So surreal. It doesn't even this doesn't even feel real at this point. Nineteen seventy eight to two thousand and twenty. This is just a wild one, man. But, uh, you know, I'll get into my Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James podcast. Um, once all this settles, it's not going to be for some time. So I'm still going within, within the high school basketball realm. So, and I still got to get these monies, man. I got to get to work. The grind don't stop, man. So that being said, y'all. Everybody take it easy. Peace and blessings to y'all. Have a good one. Peace.